right, welcome into the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Hey, this is James. Hey, love to welcome in Jess Pryles. Jess, how are you doing? Howdy. I'm doing good, but you'll quickly notice that I might be coughing a tremendous amount because... You got the Roni? Uh, I got a cold. I do not have the Rona. I had a test that shows me I don't have the Rona. But because we're all taking our masks off and walking around amongst each other again, the common cold is like... I get to spread again. So right. it's the middle of summer, and I have a freaking cold. So yay! Yeah. That's the second Roni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The cold the, is the second Roni. Yeah, right. The macarona. The yeah. macarona. Macaro- yeah, yeah. Allergies, <laughs> and then the flu's like, yes, I'm back, guys. I'm back. I was uh, gone for a minute there, right. but hey, welcome back. Exactly. So uh, I haven't seen you since we hung out at the academy. What uh, What's been new oh, with you? That's so awesome. Oh, man, that was so much that fun, so too. Awesome. Like, I always love seeing you there. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. That was hilarious. Yeah. I, know, I noticed uh, you didn't move very much when you saw John, though. Like, you didn't seem very excited when uh, you she saw was, John. She, she was starstruck. Oh, yeah. was starstruck. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, that That's the word we want to use. <laughs> I, was, I was starstruck and literally like deer in a headlights. So <laughs> right. I feel like we probably should explain to people who have no idea what we're talking about. This is true. This is true. Yes. Um, At the moment, uh, Academy have kind of big end caps with my picture and hardcore carnivore products on it. And one day I get a notification uh, that (laughs) someone has uploaded a very amusing TikTok. um, And it was just hanging out with my picture at Academy. (laughs) And I, I literally, I didn't pee myself laughing, but I did laugh out. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was dying laughing too. So was my wife trying to video. I was like, just hold still and take the video. Right. <laughs> John, John's like that 13 year old that's like everywhere right now, just doing the TikTok dance or doing the, doing whatever for the TikTok. But you're actually a grown man. And I'm taking it for the team. Does he have an OnlyFans account yet? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. What do you? What, hey, listen. Hold on, John. If Let's you leave had this an, alone. If you had an OnlyFans nope. account, what are you showing? Your brisket? Yeah, I'm definitely you, showing. Are you meat. showing the chicken? I'm showing some meat. That's it. Okay, there it is. You're showing okay. the chicken. Okay. Nice, nice. Uh, I love it. So I'm well, so here for this conversation. <laughs> Jess, yeah, Jess, it wasn't supposed to go this way. It was not. Yeah, thanks, Jan. If it, anybody does or do want to hang out with Jess Pryles at Academy, I mean, please do so. Go check out your local Academy because you'll be able to check out some awesome products. That's, that's very true. The rubs that she has, the black, the red, the Amplify. Oh man, that the camo Michelada, the Michelada, dude. dude. We, we go through hey, that a lot. You got all five. Do you yeah. get a prize now? We do get a prize. <laughs> yes. I gotta listen. We hey, listen. We talk about it, but we use it, yeah. and that's the difference. Like that's this is stuff. That, this is stuff that goes into our our everyday barbecue at home, uh, or even our competition barbecue. Uh, we use the product, so that's. I mean, that's that's no lie. That's that's something that we do. Yeah, I did. That's awesome, and I and I know it because I see y'all. You know that you can tell the difference between. Uh, I mean, first of all, I appreciate anyone who tags us, but you can see whether it's like a mail call. Let's see if I like this, and just folks that are like, "Hey, we just genuinely love this," and and the cool part is that's the closest that I'm going to get to a restaurant, and that I made all those blends myself, and that's how I think like wild game seasoning should taste or beef seasoning should taste so when y'all like it that much it makes me feel good like i'm serving you food that i would want to have except i don't have to cook it 
<laughs> right, right, right. I love that. You're like, I just don't want to cook it. Um, I can show up and right. have the food that I want to have. There it is. Exactly. How's everything else going in your world, Jess? It's pretty good. It's been a, you know, it's been a real interesting time. Um, but I feel like everything is like back on deck like crazy, um, full speed ahead. Trying My to catch up. already gone nuts, and I guess that's a good thing, but... Um, yeah, it's just we're full steam ahead with Hardcore Carnivore, and I'm doing a lot of stuff with a, with a lot of different partners and recipe development and all that, you know, and, it, and it's, it's awesome. Honestly, the only thing that I wish I had a little more time for was time to just, like, stop and smell the roses. I get what people say now. Like, I'm so blessed to be able to do this for a living that I wish I just had more time to be like, Dude, I get to wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm driving to San Antonio to do six hours of live streaming with HEB for their grilling event. That's and awesome. I'm like, that is so... I remember the very first time I ever walked into an HEB. And I was like, this is the greatest grocery store I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of full circle stuff that still happens even this far along in my career. Um, that's still still really cool and you just sort of have to take the time to be appreciative of it instead of just barreling through it all so that's what i'm trying to do with yes i mean setup. sometimes you gotta you gotta take a step back and realize like i i've built this like this is what i'm doing for a living and you know you gotta enjoy it you know yes and just uh, understand appreciate, it, appreciate yeah. it like man what i'm doing is working and what i'm doing if it's working, that means I'm doing something awesome. And right. You know what I mean? Like, she made it on the Grab and the Brisket podcast right. twice. Twice. I know. Yeah. That means that's, you know, I didn't want to say anything. All right. But Man. It's a pretty big disappointment after tonight. You guys, you guys have <laughs> been really hyping it up much, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. But HEB, I mean, that, that's, that's obviously, I mean, everybody knows about HEB. I mean, that's freaking fantastic. I mean, Obviously, you don't have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and do like the hour commute to do your eight to five. Uh, and and what you're saying earlier, I mean, yeah, but it's the same difference. It's a five. It, it, you you could still be a five a.m. wake up and still go do your passion, right? You're still you're still doing something you're passionate about and whatever else, which which I, mean, I which I'm not. <laughs> that's the difference. You, you, <laughs> so if if I were you, James, I would just quit my job today and go do something you're passionate about. That's, that, that's what she's saying. Jess is saying, "Quit your job." Okay, yeah, that's literally what I just said. Exactly, I love this. Um, <laughs> except not, but that's not it. the point. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- the only thing is when you work for yourself, like you can't turn off. And now I've sucked my husband into dealing with the it, joining me in the company, and he works in the business too. And we have literally had. It's, it's like we nearly have a safe word to talk about work. You know, like one of us will be like, um, it's like we'll be on the couch and I'll get an email or something. And I have to remember not just to blurt it out to him that I like we're off the clock now. So you can kind of drive yourself crazy with that too because you, you, you can't clock out. You can't ever really clock out when it's your own business. No, I, right. I, I definitely know that. That makes a lot of sense yeah. because, yeah, you're not on a, you're not on a timetable at that point. Or anything like that. You're on your own. 
your own time, I guess it's, you could say. It's but seven days a week. Right. Seven it's, days a it's week. It's even when you're at a restaurant. Right. You're at a restaurant, and somebody somebody can just look at it and say, "Hey, I recognize you, or you're whatever." And to Back me, on the clock. Boom. Yeah, you're you're a potential customer, right? Right. So you're like, oh man, I, I can't I can't be negative. I can't say this. I can't. There's so many things that that uh, really truthfully, I I can imagine it being very stressful. Sure. To be honest. And when when do you actually go on vacation to where you you're like, you know what, we're not gonna, you know, take calls. We're not gonna. Do you ever actually do that? Would that be beneficial? Well, obviously, it's not beneficial to your business, but it's got to be beneficial to you at some point to turn it off yeah. at some point. You got to you know take I mean? care of the body first, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so we actually were on vacation last week, which is how I got sick. But <laughs> so never go anywhere is the moral of the story. Don't leave Texas. Uh, and we're, you know, very thankful. I've, I've, that's another thing. Like, I've made myself book those in. Because if they're, again, just crucially important, um, you know, which sounds so, like, it sounds like a real wanker thing to say, but it is. <laughs> it's important to stop and take those timeouts. But, of course, like, I was still posting while I was on vacation. And even though it's just like, oh, whatever, what's an Instagram post? Like, now that's work. So... I don't know that I've ever actually truly disconnected because even if I was honestly, I don't know if it's the same for y'all, but even if I was sitting out in the middle of West Texas watching the sunset, my brain would be like, this is so pretty. Must take a photo. Would look great online. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no? I, I agree with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's, I, I, I to, to be honest, I don't know the last time probably any of us have actually disconnected. Like every once in a while, I used to, I would go to like, um, like ConCan or the Frio, right, and, and go hang out. And I loved it when, when I would get there, I would, I would not, not have a phone signal. And it was the greatest thing. Like it took, like it, it took about 12 hours for me to realize that I don't have a phone signal. That would trust yeah. me out. There's nothing I can do. And I yeah. yeah. And then yeah. once you accept it, I, there's nothing I can do. I can't call anyone. I'm not going to get any phone calls. Immediately, I just I could feel myself starting to just just get rid of the the dead baggage or the baggage I'm I'm, I'm carrying and whatever else. So it's like I, a weight off your shoulder. I, it right? is definitely without really? a doubt. So I, I can tell you exactly when the last time I disconnected is when yeah. I didn't pay the damn bill. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you got no service uh, no more. So well, I had like a little bit of a disconnect uh, this past weekend. It was I paid my bills for sure, one hundred percent. So I, I have a, uh, mm-hmm. a yeah. No, I have a Samsung mm-hmm. phone that is waterproof. And so apparently at some point in time over the weekend at our competition, it had gotten wet, which I can understand. I mean, here in Houston, I mean, not Houston, but we were in uh, Livingston, Texas. It was like 900 degrees. So I, I was like in the middle of the heat, just soaking myself down with water, trying to stay cool, trying to cook. And uh, I got home. Actually, yeah, we're, we're traveling back to Houston. And I go to plug my phone in, and it's like water detected in the port. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's just, it got a little moisture in there. Let me let it dry out. But we're like five, six days out from now, and it still says water <laughs> detected in the in the, in the the port. You have to do the rice trick, dude. I think right. so, yeah. I would figure water would have evaporated. But all, all I can say is that we took a shit ton of pictures when we were recording, like, uh, the, the brisket slicing and cutting up meats. I, I'm thinking maybe some type of, like, oil brisket fat little ajou got, in ajou got into that port and it's not evaporating <laughs> tallow are you gonna let me in this port but Basically i, I went it. like two days like with no no power whatsoever 
and I wasn't able to talk to anybody. And finally, when I was like, shit, I'm just going to go buy a wireless charger. It'll charge that way. So, And I charged it. It got up going. As soon as I fired up, it's like email, text, <laughs> text, text. John's like, are How you alive? Yeah, I was like, John, come on, man. What's going are on? Are you alive? I need pictures from this weekend. What were the pictures you got? I need to post them. What did you? Picture, picture. I'm like, finally, I was like, okay, I, I'm up and running again. But I think I have to clear the brisket juice out of my phone. Yeah, that's a that's a real hazard of, of this lifestyle, right? <laughs> well, I think we're on different playing uh, fields. Like we're like in the uh, what, do, what would you say, uh, single A, tri- triple A, single A, single A. Yeah, yeah. we're in single A, and uh, you're, you're in the major leagues, Jess. So uh, two, two different playing fields, yeah. but yes, we feel the grind just as just as you do. Um, we're in the announcer booth. Right, right. We're in the announcer. Right. We're just talking about it. Right. Let's get in and talk a little barbecue. Let's, let's do that. that. Anybody? Yeah. You want to fill some, fill some questions about yes. barbecue and, and and what have you? Before we get to barbecue, I did see you threw out a tweet about you starting Yellowstone. And you, you yes. threw out a little shout out to Whiskey Myers. I saw that too. That's Are great. you a fan of Whiskey Myers and Texas country music? I mean, I, knew, I know you're from Texas. And B, what type of music do you listen to? I I love I loved your I know you're from Texas, mm-hmm. um, which is great, much better than I know you're from Australia, but you moved here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I've been listening to Whiskey Myers for a really long time, like before I moved, and I just never thought I, it was there. Um, I I think it's called Ballad of a Southern Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the first song of theirs that I heard, and I loved it because I used to listen to Austin radio like o- online from Australia, and I love Red Dirt. Oh and yeah, Whiskey Myers, just killer, killer, killer stuff. And um, it's been really cool. They're another one that like I don't know the guys, but I feel like I know them because I want to know them because I've been listening to them for so long. So it's been when I saw them be so involved in Yellowstone in that first season, um, it was like oh my god. Um, so yeah, it was it was super cool. Uh, I saw them play here in Austin a while back, but now they're I think they're playing much bigger venues now. Yeah, they are. They uh, sorry, we're having some horns. Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're definitely across. selling them out. Uh, have you have you seen? Well, you guys are fixing to check them out here in the, like next weekend, right? Or this weekend, right? No, no it's, I, it's uh, uh, Co Wetzel. Oh shit, yeah, we're going to Co Wetzel this weekend. Um, but so have you? So you're you're on season one, or have you seen more than season one? I've, I, we've just started season two. I'm not. My husband's not allowed to watch it without me. There it is. Though. So let me tell you what happens. Uh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler not. alert. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh, we're, we're really not. But, but I like. I've got so far. I really hate Beth Dutton. If it, you know, everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, she's such a badass." And yeah, I'm like, right, right. he's actually not a badass, and let me tell you why. But right. everyone insists that she's going to get better. Yeah, so. yeah, I no, freaking just, hate her. Just got to keep watching. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I, I remember back because I, I was a huge, been a huge Whiskey Myers fan. Saw them when they were like really and truly at the Firehouse, right? They, they were, they had been. I mean, they, they were at the Albert Music Festival. Yeah, uh, but but they they were so young at that time, uh, as far as touring wise, that it was it's. The Firehouse Saloon is just a very small little venue here in, in Houston, uh, which actually just burned down. They're owned by firefighters, ironically. Oh, uh, but um, but yeah, we saw them there, and then 
I've seen it a few other times or whatever else. But when I when I heard them on that show, it's playing in the background, right? It's playing on somebody's radio. And you're like, is that Whiskey Mike? Or maybe they're at the bar or something, I think. Yeah. It was a like, bar scene where, yeah. where they is had that, a huge fight scene. Is that yeah. Whiskey Myers? I'm like, holy yeah. crap. And that's a national show. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, that's, that's used to these guys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really cool that you're listening to yeah. or are watching the Yellowstone. Uh, you're not going to believe what season three has to offer for you. Shout like, out to you're on season one. Yeah. Like, shout, shout out to Cody Cannon because he's yeah. a fucking musical genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without <laughs> a doubt. Uh, really quick before we uh, go total Yellowstone fanboys and nope. uh, there was another, another country singer Texas country I think on Yellowstone as well so it's Ryan, uh, Ryan Brigham yeah well I don't know is he is he Texan uh, I don't know if he's Texan I mean he's definitely but he acted really well in it and Whiskey Myers are in like they play, they, they played in the bar like the, the actual band yep. was in That's the right. show y'all yep. saw that right he, yep. he's LA based he's not Texas no, right. he's, oh, he's like Dwight Yoakam yeah, is he, he from like, like uh, um, Bakersfield? Bakersfield? Bakersfield, yeah. yeah. Dwight Yoke is from Bakersfield. That's the same. Uh-huh. They're like probably friends or something. Who knows? <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the 4th of July is like rapidly approaching. It's like next week. So uh, I know some of these guys are gearing up for a competition and they'll be taking off. And some of us will still be here and we'll, we'll, we'll have little 4th of July celebrations. Um, Jess, you got anything planned as far as cook-wise and any thoughts about just – overall about cooking for the 4th of July. So, you know, I know it sounds awful, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret uh, that I'm a little embarrassed about, but I feel like I need to be honest with you guys. I, when you do what I do, you have to do things and create recipes for seasonal things about a month in advance. So, I'm frying turkeys in October, um, and I'm doing prime rib in November, and I'm grilling burgers in June. I mean, you always want to grill burgers, but right. I, I usually get all of my <clears throat> stuff out of my system, like the big showpiece stuff in advance. So by the time the holiday rolls around, I'm really just looking to enjoy, like, cooking for loved ones and making it really simple for myself because I've already done the big, like, wow factor stuff. And we, my default is usually I do like a, I call it like a taco platter. So I'll usually do some kind of carne asada with just a ton of different salsas and like grilled onions and um, you can make fire roasted salsa and stuff like that. So that's what I generally default to. But I did just tonight... Um, publish a brand new recipe for 4th of July, which is a buffalo burger. Ooh, that sounds uh, good. As in sauce, delicious. not the meat. Nice. Is there, is there a TikTok of that? We've seen you going crazy on TikTok. Yeah, pouring the sauce. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. And, and that's the thing with TikTok, which I find hilarious, right? It's like you never, you can spend all of this effort trying to do this tremendous video and like 200 people will see it. And then you can be like, <laughs> I'm just going to spend three seconds recording this. It's like 2.9 million views. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have made TikToks joking about how crazy their algorithm is, but it's it's funny. I'll tell you that much. Yes. What are you guys going to be cooking? Uh, well, Matt and I are going to a competition uh, th- this weekend, so we'll be cooking everything. But Yeah, they're going to uh, Bastrop 
for a competition. It's what, what, what's it called? Uh, Fiesta something or other at Bastrop. I don't know. Okay, like that. that's yep. a great name. It's a really good name. <laughs> Fiesta so. shall be another Bastrop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I that, love I'm, that I'm doing a brisket. Yep. Uh, okay. And we're doing some ribs and, and some chicken. Yep. And that's well, what I mean. Know. That's right outside Jess's area. I'm just saying. Is it? Yeah. Okay, nice. Bastrop? Yeah, if there's uh, an academy, I may swing by and say hi. Say hi. There it is. <laughs> yeah, super weird, but uh, okay. Um, now, yeah, the guys do have a competition this weekend. Uh, James, I usually we try to practice something. We're always trying to practice. A right. lot of times, I don't know what we're practicing to be honest, or what we're practicing for, because we're, we're doing some weird stuff sometimes. Like yeah. we're 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 not cooking for a competition, even with the pork butts and. The pork steaks that, that, that we're doing, uh, we're always trying to practice something. I, I, I'll cook. be honest. I don't think we're going to go with like the traditional just hot dogs and hamburgers no. and just grilling. We love tacos. We, we pretty much every weekend we're we're throwing down some sort of uh, of taco, and I'm sure that's probably what's going to go down on the menu. Uh, see, you'll get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And I did see earlier today somebody threw out social media wise, and I'll, I'll ask you. And it, it was almost like this girl throughout there was like game changing type deal. So when you order when you order tacos at, at certain places with the corn tortillas, let's say the street tacos, uh, with with the 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 freaking onion and cilantro and, and yep. whatever type of taco it is, there's always two tacos that it comes with. Yeah. Or two oh, two yeah. tortillas. Two two that. corn tortillas. Two tortillas. Yeah, two yeah. corn tortillas. They tear too easy with one. They fall apart. Well, so there's a debate. Like, so yeah. one half is like, okay, yes, you take the one tortilla, you eat it, all the stuff that falls down that tears apart into the second tortilla, that, that's what you have. You have another taco. And some people's like, no, that's not the way it was intended. You, you do two corn tortillas because... If you have all the salsa and all the fixings and stuff like that, it does tend to tear. So this is helps as a uh, kind of support. Who is talking about this online? Mouth. I don't know. Everybody. I don't <laughs> no, know. It's nobody. It's on TikTok right now, and someone, you know, I get it. I saw it today or yesterday. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it's accurate or not. And the thing is, and this is what I've figured out with stuff like that. Like, you can go to Mexico and you will get a million different authentic, because they speak told to you by Mexicans, ideas of what a taco is, how you should eat it, which tortilla is better, which tortilla size is better, and it's all subjective. So I saw what you're talking about, like let the filling fall into the second one and eat, Yeah. but I don't know, no. I feel like that it's nearly like we're being punked because someone's overthinking 100%, it. 100 percent, right. <laughs> Ashen right? Ashen Kutcher's gonna come out of the side just no, like this is a Californian pumped. doing it. Don't let California sway you from the how oh, you Jesus, eat your street tacos. And, and, yeah. and here's the deal. I've been to Mexico and listen, I didn't go to the resort side. Okay. I I, I didn't travel to uh Baja or I didn't go to um Playa or Can, you know, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not in those locations. I'm in where you're like on the streets getting street vendor tacos, uh, it's it's bumping. There's so many people. Like there's probably where where is this? I must know. It's well, it's Cabo. No no no. Uh, so I I've been to uh, um, it's Tijuana. Matamoros. <laughs> I've not been to Ma- Tijuana. Definitely Matamoros. <laughs> Matamoros for sure. Which is not a great. Uh, it's not super safe to be honest. 
Um, right. and, and then uh, also the Nuevo uh, Laredo, which is uh, it's it's like right there in El Paso. Uh, Laredo, yeah, it? yeah. So once once you, which by the way, it's like one of the largest cities sitting on a border from Mexico. It's 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 home of too many people, and some of the best tacos I ever had was sitting in that in that city and. Uh, street tacos. This is a few years back. This was like probably what ten years back. Yeah, probably so. But fifteen years back. Uh, yeah, but ten. Uh, but street tacos were out of this 15. world, um, yeah. and I never saw anyone hold a, a a corn tortilla underneath the other one and eat it so they <laughs> capture. You know what I'm saying? Right. That never were they happened. All doubled. Yeah. All, every thing, like, doubled. doubled. Every one of them. Everyone doubled. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, and by the way, it was phenomenal. Speaking about cool. these these TikTok fads, are there any other ones that you see on there that you're like, really, guys? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I can't even think of anything immediately <laughs> because I feel like I've purposefully blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> um, but there's just so I did an ex- okay. So the problem is, if you want to chase the likes, you've got to make things simple. You either have to make things like ridiculous, like Max the Meat Guy driving a porta potty to Arby's, or <laughs> you have to like just make things so simple. And I did my my first video that got over a million views. It was it was a joke. Like we were at the lake with some buddies, and I opened the fridge because the coals were still hot. You know that thing you do where you still got really good coals, and you're like, oh, must keep cooking. Right. Um, so I ran to the fridge and like I see half a pack of bacon and an old ass jar of pickle slices that someone had previously left there. I wrapped the bacon in the pickles, threw them on the grill, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." And of course, that's what you know. That's bacon wrapped pickles. Pickles. Yeah, which is super annoying because yes, they're delicious, but like I bust my ass on all these other extravagant recipes, and of course, it's the bacon wrap pickle that does it. You know? Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's like it's the uh, wine reduction. Uh, nope, uh, two hundred views. Well, it's Sorry. like we did Sorry the, I, I put mayo on a steak. Yeah. Two million views. I didn't do anything. So I, I put mayo on a steak and, and just kept flipping. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Two million hey, views. Hey. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. I know there was that whole pasta thing that happened. I've seen some really mm. ridiculous stuff. I think, honestly, I've just blocked pasta. a lot of What's the pasta what about, thing? What's the most ridiculous thing y'all have seen? Uh, most recently, I think it's the uh, the beer can ribs. Beer can ribs. Oh, when you wrap it around? Yes. Yeah. Uh. It was almost <laughs> the... I. It was like, come on, just... Just chasing, Don't just, just chasing the cloud, just trying to find something. Yes, I've never seen anybody do it. Right. <laughs> But you don't have to do it because nobody has, right. has ever done it. And what he did was, like, he wrapped the ribs around it, cooked it. And like, I, I guess the beer can was just holding the shape. But then, eventually, he wrapped everything up in foil and then put that on the pit and <laughs> cooked that for an additional amount of time. Yeah. I, you know, he said at the end, it's it's good. Right, right. <laughs> um Almost, you got the idea. I'm not going to do this again. Right. I'm like, why post it? Yeah, huge pain well, in the ass. Honestly, so post it. views. Like, yeah, obviously post that. But at the same time, like, be a little more honest. Like, yeah, this didn't work. This is not going to. Like, this is. This was the same as doing this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But you, know, why would you do that? You're going to click. It's funny. It's my, all first, about clicks, my first thought right? though, when I saw it was, oh, Jess probably also hate this because I know she, she's not a fan of the the beer can chicken. So I thought, oh, she's going to think this is the dumbest shit she ever saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just not a fan. Uh, I really struggle, and it's ridiculous because it's half the world I live in, and it's also this like righteous sense that I have that no one's ever going to award. But I really struggle with the idea of food being a gimmick. And y'all know yeah. I've I've also like the hill that I'm going to die on is the boneless rib sandwich hill. I've had so many fights online about that. You know, like people taking a whole beef rib and putting it in a sandwich just for the photo. Oh, I know. It's so <laughs> horrible. So stupid. They're, they're doing it uh, with burritos as well. Yeah, and there's like... So, historically in Texas, there is a traditional rib sandwich that you can get at old school barbecue joints, which means they put a slice of white bread down, load three to four ribs in there, and put another one on top. And you're either meant to like wiggle the bones out, which still doesn't account for the cartilage, or do whatever the fuck you want with it, but it's 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 literally just meat between bread without anything else. And my stance is, I don't really care if it's historical. Like, there's a lot of historical stuff, like you know, teaching women to smoke to calm their nerves that we've figured out <laughs> was not actually the best thing, and we've moved on right. from it. Right. So, I posted a picture the other day because I was kind of inspired when I was in New Orleans. We're eating crawfish and po'boys, and I picked up a whole crawfish and I shoved it in the po'boy, and I'm like, "See how fucking ridiculous this looks? I saw that. Is it how stupid bone-in food looks?" <laughs> I was laughing my ass off when I saw that. Did you eat it? I mean, separately, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, another one that I saw, kind of a hot bucket, hot button topic. Was the whole washing of the meat? And I know you discuss it socially. <laughs> Wash your meat. I'm like, come on. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I have to ask, Jess. I mean, go ahead and tell yeah. the people. So that was really interesting because what happened there, and I do have to be pretty careful, which speaks to sort of how crazy this went. Yeah. It crossed. Once something goes viral, it leaves the safety of your audience who usually like the things you're talking about and it can cross geographical and cultural boundaries into new audiences and in this case I, I, I was learning that there's a big uh, undercurrent of um, particularly like people of Jamaican descent mm-hmm. who wash their meat not only wash their meat but wash it with vinegar and uh, fruit acid juice like lemon juice or lime juice too uh, and and they you know it's unacceptable to them to not rinse and wash meat the funny thing is you know where i struggle with a lot of these tiktoks is you know you got 15 seconds to say something and say it in a way that's going to reach the most people and immediately you know, people always let you on technicalities right yeah. so what I was, my whole point was, which I left out of there, was the heat will kill the bacteria, so you don't need to wash it. Because USDA actually has on their website that you don't need you don't need to wash your meat because you actually it's more hazardous to potentially splash the water around. And all the Australians on the post, because we don't do that at all culturally, are like, "What do you mean? Why are the Americans washing their meat?" And then half the people are like, "It's fine," and then half the comments are like. Ew, you're nasty. And I'm like, wow, really stumbled upon something that's quite sensitive to people. Struck a nerve. Totally. So it was kind of, it was kind of nuts, honestly. Yeah. 
It was nuts, but that's why, you know, like, that's why I went back to school. I went back to school to educate people about, to educate myself so I could better educate other people about meat and meat science and meat safety because so much information out there is fueled by rumors, urban legends, Mm -hmm. like, the amount of crap that I see, even on other posts, like, I was trying to explain about how myoglobin changes color and that's why your ground meat is sometimes brown in the middle and all this kind of stuff. And the amount of like, oh, it's because the butchers put dye in it and (laughs) just crazy stuff that you try and I get really defensive kind of on behalf of the meat industry, weirdly. So I'm actually very curious about that. You know, just just how do you navigate around that? Like somebody goes on, you know... watching a video then like they they watch the first one they think it's gospel sometimes right i mean how, how do you portray to your to your people like this shit is good you know what i mean as far as somebody else that's just you know getting into the business not not so much the business but getting into cooking and stuff like that they're like well i'm just gonna go to google real quick and youtube and just watch a yeah, video yeah i mean because there's so much content out there like yeah. how, how do you know what to latch on to and, and how do you not know to la- know to uh, latch on to as like a novice you know what i mean it's real i do know what you mean and it's it's really hard and that's why two things have happened with the internet which is one you know there's some really beautiful stuff that's come out of it like I mean, I wouldn't have a career if not for it because prior to that, you could only be known if, like, a network selected you to be known, you know? So I'm fortunate enough to have built my own audience and then perpetuated from there. But the amount of... There's a lot of self-proclaimed experts online. Um, yes, they a have lot. A, they have and a keyboard I, and they have a camera. and Right, so they're an expert. They've cooked a brisket once, so they know... Pretty much exactly everything. what to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a guy right now on TikTok who's got millions and millions of followers and he pretty much like reads every article on my website and then goes and does, does the same thing, thing <laughs> once. And huh? No, we're just saying he does the same thing. That's horrible. He does the same thing. And, and just he, and he he's made, he, now he's making me. money. Yeah. Well, he's told me, he's like, oh, I read your article to make sure that my facts were correct. Or, hey, can you teach me about this? And I'm like, no, because you literally just do what I do and you do it once with no experience and pretend that whatever. But um, the, but because of that phenomenon, most people are, are skeptical and assume that everyone's a self-proclaimed expert. Sure. So now I'm seeing it swing back the other way, especially being newer on TikTok um, as, as opposed to established on something like Instagram or Facebook, where people are questioning my credibility, which is kind of understandable. But when it gets to the stage, because you, you should, you should question it. But when it gets to the stage, anyone's, when it gets to the stage where I'm like, no, I literally am going to school for this. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to college for this right now. Like, at what point, you know, at what point is this, good enough for you so i'm definitely seeing a little bit of a struggle sometimes but that's why you just have to kind of keep keep on keeping on and if you're someone out there who you know i guess your question was mainly like how do you know you know i think i think it's sort of you know look at it with a critical eye um 
as as to who's presenting information to you uh, and and what they're I don't know I don't know if it's just a recipe whatever it's just a recipe but if it's any other information I, I don't even know what you would say at this point I really don't because it's like oh well, look for look for their credibility or look for how long they've been around but the problem is the numbers right. don't really show you that stuff anymore. right the, your credibility is based on how many followers you have right right yeah. there's it's no crazy there's no certification hey check for this cert uh, check this person out I have an eleven-year-old daughter that it lives, and and a lot of these uh, people around the table with me have yeah. kids in that a- area that that are on TikTok and social media, and some of the stuff that I see her tell me about, I'm like, you know, that's really inaccurate. I mean, well, no, it's, it's, a blatant be- lie. it's because I heard I heard this from so and so, which it's is like. Lie got 300 billion followers i'm like you know that's not really true whatsoever what i mean i she's like yeah it is i mean this is so-and-so said it and i'm like ah, okay i'm like but there's no way you could control it's just like somebody makes a tiktok you can't control fake news yeah somebody it just yeah somebody makes a tiktok about doing something cook and then now you have a million plus people going out there reproducing it thinking it's like the best shit in the world when it's not really so what did you teach her how did you? T- how did you teach her to be discerning? Did you teach her to be, to be generally critical, or did you give her like tools for figuring it out? We're still in the process of trying to teach her that. Uh, yeah. Was it a dance? They were teaching her a dance, right. and it wasn't the right way to do it. The TikTok <laughs> dance. No, like no, 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 no baby, it's like this. No, right. No. Right. Thrust. Exactly. Thrust. Uh, <laughs> no. Horrible. I think I think it's more of like a fact check, right? Like, right. Don't don't believe what you're hearing. Why don't and you? Do that's some what research? I told her. I was like, why don't you think about this logically? Do why don't you? Don't just check one source or some somebody that's popular. Um, but at the same time, it's a struggle for I, I would guess everyone to be honest. Yeah. In, in this day and age, it has to be uh, something on the forefront of every parent that's out there. It's like saying like, don't listen to this garbage. At the same time, you're like. You know, it depends on what it is. It's a tool. Social yeah. media is a tool. I can't take you away know? the media source. Go, hey, you cannot listen to that. You can't do that anymore. You're done. But yeah. we, we tried to explain to her. It's like, hey, there, there's a lot of more information out there. Whatever it is, please do a little research and stop listening to what these, like, yeah. influencers right, right. Uh, are. Hey, uh, are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we I love it. Yeah, we uh, not to get off on that, that the worst thing. Anything, you but say to kids. I mean, it was a, it was a question from a listener. He actually asked, like, you know, uh, God damn, I forget the the listener, but uh, it it wasn't geared towards getting to a tangent like that. But basically, like, you know, how how do you differentiate reality from fake stuff? You know, basically. Yeah, it's, you can't. It's well, hard. No, it, it, news travels. News travels so fast now. It's. First of all, I don't want to show me on this tangent, but that's right. what I'm saying. Right. So, yeah, let's yeah, go back yeah. to barbecue. Let me bring it back in. Yeah. Let, let yeah. me reel it in. Let me bring go. something out that, that I've I've seen that that's floating around all across Texas and all across the United States. And Tumbleweeds. There, there's certain people that are putting it out there as this is the gospel. This is the facts, um, and it it leans towards um, beef tallow and okay. brisket. And so I, I'm seeing a lot of information. A lot of people do videos and, and TikToks and Instagrams and YouTubes talking about how beef tallow will make your brisket more juicy and more tender. Apparently, that's that that's something that 
what they're touting that Aaron, the Aaron Franklin does. Aaron Franklin. You're, you're putting yep. it in the wrap. Yeah. Okay. It's just going to make your it's it's going to set your brisket off to the next level. How does it make it more juicy? Like, how does it get in the brisket? I don't understand that. I, I'm right there on well, the, the same. The amount they're squirting in, I don't know how it could. However, just giving an extra they, little layer. Are they just squirting yeah, it over say, the top while yeah. they have it? I've seen twofold. I've seen one injecting brisket. That with, makes sense. With, with, with the Nutella. I could see that. And then two, um, we're just putting it in the wrap. A paper wrap usually, right? Correct. Huh. Well... That was a tone changer right yeah. there. Okay. So there's, right. a, there's a couple of answers here. So <clears throat> first of all, speaking about the whole idea of fat and brisket and fat side up or fat side down, right? So you can't force fat into cells where it wasn't before. But what you can do while meat cooks, a whole lot of stuff happens. This is the lay person's version of where the muscle fibers basically have room that develops betwixt them. And theoretically, you could have <clears throat> something like brisket tallow settle in those gaps. So what you're doing in some ways is like adding to the marbling. Theoretically, <coughs> sorry, now I'm dying. Uh, Rowdy, you get that Rowdy? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> four twenty. Do do play my play my song in the meantime. <laughs> okay, so that's something that can happen, and that's what I'm guessing is happening when they're putting the tallow on because. We know that fat has flavor. Fat is actually the biggest vehicle for flavor in meat. Um, it's got the most kind of compounds that we associate with having the deepest flavor. And so you are, in fact, adding a beef via flavor with tallow. The thing is, <clears throat> do you have the phrase gilding the lily here in the States? Um, no. No. no, I've actually heard this before. I've though. heard it, but I, I, I have heard this, but I can't not remember. Okay, so it basically means you're you're spoiling something that's already perfect by trying to improve it. Okay, nice. Don't, don't, yeah, if it's Meaning, not broke, don't fix this it. Is why I don't yeah. like to inject brisket because okay. if you cook it properly and you buy nice quality meat to begin with, all that flavor is in there mm. waiting to be unlocked. I would hazard to guess, and I don't. There's, I don't. I personally don't think that Aaron Franklin would do that. Um, that's my guess. Maybe he does. I just don't think that he would. I think he might have messed around with it once in the backyard. And I also think those guys like Aaron and even like Myron Mixon's cupcake chicken was a joke. Yeah. The cupcake pans. He was like, "I'm going to do something so ridiculous and watch everyone's going to do it." And, and they, they did. did. So it's the same thing. I think Aaron likes to throw people off his scent, like by just he he definitely has gone into some incredible detail. But I think he likes to make it as though it, he goes into even more detail than he needs to. So the other thing is with brisket, um, the big thing about brisket is a layer we call the paramecium, which is. You know when you cut like even the flat and you see those little sort of muscle bundles? Mm -hmm. Yes. You, know, you can sort of see the bundles. So 
in between each of those bundles sits a, a type of um, connective tissue that's called paramecium. And that is the primary collagen and that's what's going to convert to gelatin. And to convert, it needs the presence of moisture and heat um, to get the maximum results out of that conversion. So really, a lot of the texture differences in a brisket is going to come from the cooking technique and converting that paramecium uh, rather than adding any extra stuff to it. Because <clears throat> let me ask you guys this, because I'm developing another new, you know, things that piss me off in the meat world. <laughs> and in this case, it's butter sauteing. Now stick with me. Okay. When you cook a steak, my favorite way to cook a steak is to grill it because I can get a really aggressive char on it. And I love that flavor and that development of flavor and it's perfectly cooked on the inside. And usually I'm in the camp that butter makes everything better, right? Like if you use tallow to roast your potatoes, it's going to be unbelievable. Like all that stuff is good stuff. But there comes a point when you butter-based a steak where you can cook it in, this, in a cast iron pan and get a really lovely aggressive sear. And then without doubt, no matter how hot your pan is, when you drop butter in it and start basting, because the butter is primarily water, you start to undo some of the crust. And so although the, you still keep developing the brown appearance, by the time you take it out of the pan, the actual like texture of the crust is gone. It changes. It softens up a little bit. And now you've got the flavor of butter competing with the flavor of beef fat in a high-end steak. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I I have uh, I 100% agree with you uh, a little bit on this. Uh, I I do not a little bit. I, I, Wait, 100% agree. 100% <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, because because I've that. been to uh, plenty of high-end steakhouses and uh, some of the worst. I'm not saying worst cooked steaks. I mean they were flavorful. They were tender they were cooked the way that i asked them to be cooked it, it was a <laughs> prime uh steak that was well marbled i mean they, they had everything they needed however um some of the things that i've had out of those was something a steak that was way too um oil uh there's way too much oil or oily i guess you could say there was there was too much the butter had it kind of rendered down Did to something greasy or something. It's very greasy, you know. I'm like, I just yeah. don't. I and I like, I like a, a great steak. I mean, I we buy great steaks. Um, it's not like I'm not chintzy or anything. I go, I go to the meat market and I, I buy a hundred dollar steak or a seventy five dollar steak. Just say, you know what? Hey, I, I had a ninety nine day aged uh, Maker's Mark steak uh, for Father's Day. It was cool. phenomenal. Um, but at the same time, those steaks, they don't hand, they, they're not, and, and maybe it's the pan sear, or maybe it's the amount of butter they're trying, to, they're trying to spoon over at the same time. But when I picked the steak up, it was like a white, or I'm sorry, clear, yellowish, just something underneath Oil my steak. just yeah. all over it. Yeah, it was just like, I don't want this. Like, this is not what I'm looking for in my steak. You and want just a nice, hard crust. Yeah, I do. I do. You cut into it and soft and juicy in the middle. That's right. 
That's right. Let, let, let it render on its own. Don't don't give right. me something that's that's. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. That, that that's one thing I've never done. I, I've never, I've I've pan seared steaks. I've never done the butter base. The butter base. I've done the butter base oh, with, yeah. the, with the thyme lose, and, lose the and with the garlic and stuff like that. I I never do that. Yeah. I mean, it's tasty, well, I mean, you're talking gross. about at least, at, well, at most, twenty percent water. But you know, think about think about any time you're trying to grill or any time you're trying to sear, and you've got water instead of oil. Yeah, right. That's right. What that's going to do to your Maillard reaction? And I'm not saying you can still get the Maillard because of the butter, and you can still get it because of the heat. And obviously, people do that technique. I'm just quite disillusioned with it because I love that crust. But it also reminds me like how deeply personal steak can be, right? Because what I like that, you know, that textural crust and someone else might really not. Yeah, yeah that's those, true. Those that's people fair. are stupid. No, that's yeah, fair. People are wrong. <laughs> right. but, you know. Just wrong. No, that, that actually, if it, that, that is a fair statement. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I, I don't know. I, there's, you cannot, in my mind, you cannot beat a steak being grilled over uh, some mesquite wood. Mm-hmm. Like in, in my in my mind, that is the that is the best steak you can do. You know, on, on a medium rare or you want to go medium, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, if you go over medium, then I'm gonna ask like, here's your keys. Go ahead and leave. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, but but seriously, uh, those are the best. Even for burgers or anything else, that, that's the best steaks I think I've ever had in my life. It's but it's, it's always been consistent. It's over. Maybe I'm from Texas. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm from Texas. But... I get it, man. Trust me. But it's it's just I just think it's an interesting thing, you know. And these are the things that you come to learn. Where you know, even making fun of people who like their steak well done, which I do too. But it's like they think we're disgusting, you know. <laughs> Right, sure. And it's just—it's so deeply personal. It's just very interesting. And people think, you know, it's on both sides of the spectrum. We're like, "Oh, you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo," because we both can't enjoy the same thing. Still, a steak, though. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? No, it's—it's it's a steak. Hey, my, I'll tell you a funny story. My mom <laughs> goes to a—it's uh, like a four-star, five-star steakhouse uh, that that they're known right here in the Houston area. Yeah, it's yeah. a killing steakhouse is known. It's 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 oh, been yeah. right next so, level. So uh, she goes in, she orders her steak, and she's like, "I want it well done." And then <laughs> the guy's like, "Yes, ma'am." And then he walks off, and he comes back. And he's like, "And I want some ketchup." Oh, <laughs> and and listen, let, let me tell you, it's very hard to watch somebody do this. I'm like, ketchup. She's like. Don't mess with me right now. I know how I want my steak. It's how I want. I said, "Yes, ma'am." Yeah, oh, it's, wow. all, it's all you do. Okay. It's my like, mom. It's mom. What are you gonna say to mom? You don't say anything. You just say, "Yes, ma'am." Here's your ketchup. Ugh. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very difficult to watch that. I should have went to Outback. Transpire. <laughs> Trust me. I know. I know. Hey, you know Outback is like the most Australian company that's never been to Australia. Right. <laughs> this is true. This right. is true. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That, that that reminds me of like a Salisbury steak. You can go get a Salisbury steak in, right. in jail if you want a well done steak. I've right? never I've never actually ordered a Salisbury <laughs> no, steak. I don't know. Never have. I'm just saying. Not in jail anyway. No, I've never All right, been we don't talk either. about jail. Uh, All right. All right. What do we got going on, James? 
Yeah, let, let me let me reel it back in just <laughs> yeah, just five we, minutes. We, we, uh, yeah, we yeah. Roll back in. Um, so, really quick, I wanted to touch base. So, I, I really do love the Jess Prowls website, and for anybody that's listening, please go check it out. Um, there are hundreds of recipes, and, and they're super easy as far as like scrolling and getting to them. They're not like on twenty five hundred different web pages that you're you're going back and forth. <laughs> Uh, but one thing I, that I do have to say is that, that I really do love is there's filters that you can search on these things. So if you wanted to to do a certain protein, you can click it. If you want to do a certain course of meal, you can click that. Nice. If you want to do a certain course uh, or uh, uh, however you're going to cook it, you can click that. So and it's it, very user-friendly is what you're saying. It filters out. Boom. Here you go. Are you saying her website is better than the one I built for us? Is that yes. what you're telling me right it, now? It, I, I'm not I saying that, John. I think I'm hearing It hurts that. a little bit. God. Less. I think I'm hearing that. All the hour I spent on hers? Yes. The one hour. <laughs> Jess, I'm going to tell you like this. I ain't even been on our website. I've been on yours and you not can, ours. You can go. I'm going to edit oh, you out of this episode. You. Damn it. He's going to edit that out. I'm actually about to do a big website update. You won't really notice much from the front end. It'll make it even easier to see the recipes within the posts now and to print them off too. So I'm trying to get more stuff like serving size and... I can't tell you how fun it is to go through, you know, an archive of hundreds of recipes and retrofit that information. Mm. Real fun, nice. guys. Hey, Real I fun. actually do have a question, Jess, and this is oh. from me. You said actually. So yeah. hold on. Have you taken any advice from like a listener, not from us or anything like that, but from somebody like a, it's like, hey, have you tried this on anything else? And somebody's outside advice and used it and, and it actually worked? Oh, that's a great question. Like, you mean with cooking? Or seasonings or anything, yeah. Probably not with seasonings because I have a thing now where I'm like... Right, but... My my heels are dug in of like, I'm not going to listen to anyone else because I'm doing something right and I can't jinx it. Um, (laughs) But I I mean, definitely like... Definitely stuff with technique, more so... More so when I travel. So honestly, I pick it up more so when people aren't trying to tell me what to do, but I'm asking questions. So, and maybe it's just a stubborn thing. I don't know. But um, it's more like, I, you know, when I was in Mexico, I'm chatting to, to the taco guy and we're talking Jose? about Jose? His name was Alberto. I'm sorry to uh, disappoint you. That was you. my next guess. That was my next guess. Well, really? He, he can... Well, Aldo can say that. I can uh, say that. I am Hispanic. Of, yes. Yeah, I am so, Hispanic. But still, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay. I'm sorry, Jess. All right. Continue. Sorry. Oh, y'all are fine. Well, we were talking about it, and he <laughs> talked about... I was telling him, like, salsas and how I'm trying to learn and, and always looking for new stuff. And he talked about this technique where instead of, like, roasting the chilies on the comal, you can actually shallow fry them, and it makes them more intensively hot. Huh. Uh, in the heat index. I'm like, oh, wow, that would probably do some sick stuff to the flavors too, like to fry some jalapenos before you blend it into a sauce. So that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But he didn't mean to tell me, you know? Sure, yeah. I love that. Speaking of sauces, do you have any plans for any sauces or anything like that? Uh, I have an idea for some um, right now, but it's just... They haven't come. I'm not in a huge rush to to get into the sauce game. There are some great people doing some great sauces. You know, I, I mainly use Meat Mitch and um, Texas Pepper Jelly have an amazing glaze that I use all the time. So 
that's not quite what we're getting into yet, but you will you will see some new hardcore carnivore before the year is out. Nice. So you mentioned uh, Texas pepper jelly. We had Craig Sherry on a few months back. Which which glaze He's are you? Uh, which one are you using? He's so lovely. Uh, cherry habanero yeah. is the one I like. That's yeah. the go-to. It's yeah. Everybody's like, okay. "Yep, just give it to me. Put that on whatever you want. That I'll eat awesome. it." <laughs> uh, going back to the uh, frying, uh, some of the best salsa that that I've had. Uh, my, my 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 uncle actually makes it and. Uh, he's from a really small town up from uh, kind of uh, it's about 45 minutes to an hour west of Fort Worth. Uh, uh-huh. It's about population 600, right? So super small town. What's it called? Uh, Strawn. Yeah, I know Strawn. Yeah, so Mary's Cafe is there. Uh, best chicken fried steak in the world, by the way, if you ever stop by Strawn and get. I've heard that actually. Uh, is that you- near? Is it near Albany? So Albany is, uh, it is, but not, but it's, um, I, I, I have to look at a map here to tell you yeah, exactly I'm a, where, I'll look up where it is. So you can continue your story and I yeah. will everyone. But hands down, the best chicken fried steak you can get in Texas. And people drive from Dallas, by the way, yeah. which is two hours uh, or so to, to get a, right. to eat lunch. So much good um, that we've talked about. That's going to be our next open turn in. It probably should be. Competition it should cook-off. be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, to go back is uh, the, the salsa that he makes. And uh, so if you add um, onion or what, what's his other thing that he says? Like <coughs> you cannot add onion to a salsa because if you do, it makes it a pico. And I'm like, ooh, controversial. Yes. Right. That's very <laughs> like Gene is a like, Gene is very like he, he is the guy's guy. Right. Hmm. Um, but let me tell you the salsa one bite. One bite, and you're like, okay, it's good. But hang a se- on a second. Hang on a second. Yep, yep. Hang on, because yep. now we're talking about different things, okay? So I'm throwing down the gauntlet, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> because you can have a salsa. When we say salsa, we're thinking of, like, the chunky red stuff that comes with tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's also the name for any kind of sauce, even if it's completely emulsified. And most salsas will have onion in them. Uh. I agree with you. Yeah. Disgust. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just, it's really hard to do this. Um, but yes, it's not. Uh, so for, okay, I, maybe I should preface it by saying this is Gene's <laughs> None salsa. None of us disagree with you. <laughs> but man, let me tell you, after two bites, uh, you're immediately looking for a third bite and a fourth bite and a fifth bite. The second you stop eating it, it heats up to a point that you're like, Oh my God, what have I done to myself? But if you take another bite, it cools it back down, right? So it's, it's, it's this whole like, uh, how would you say this? It's this whole like devil's thing you're playing with, right? You're like, why, why, am I, why am I doing this to myself? Because you know it's yeah. going to heat up. You know it's going to get hot. However, you keep eating it. You don't have to worry about it, whatever else. Uh, but the one thing he does is he boils uh, the um, jalapenos. Um, and oh, it's, okay. it's, you boil them, but you don't want to cook them. You don't want to cook them to where they're like really mushy, mushy. or anything else. You want it's maybe like a 10 minute boil or eight minute boil or something else. Uh, but let me tell you, it's also a great way to make uh, pepper spray in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do it inside. Is so that what you're saying here? Be very careful because I actually, too, too long. I actually made, uh, the salsa at the house and the family walked in as I was like clearing the jalapenos, right? And 
died. immediately everybody ran outside. They were like, they couldn't breathe. They couldn't see. Oh it was so bad. And I'm inside. I'm like, what's the problem? But I'm sweating from every eyeball and nose and everything else, right? <laughs> every eyeball? So, yeah, right, right. Every eyeball. Every eyeball. All three of them. Uh, yeah. So of them. It, it, was, them. it was the most weirdest thing. But let me tell you, that salsa was kick-ass. That sounds delicious, even though it also sounds a little bit painful. <laughs> right. <laughs> to have yeah, three just, eyeballs, I agree. Just do it outside. Right. Three eyeballs hey, sounds incredibly painful. Just <laughs> go outside and boil them, but it makes the jalapenos hotter. Let me ask you a question. Um, totally off topic. Did you have any misconceptions about Texas before you got here? Um, you know, before I got got here, before I moved, I'd been traveling. I'd been traveling back and forth and visiting Texas for for years before I actually decided to move. But the very first time that I came, I feel I felt like I might see some horses, you know, cowboy hats and boots, and right. maybe some, some, some tumbleweeds, horses everywhere, a Cadillac kind of deal. Sorry. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think that that was unreasonable. Like an oil derrick just going up, just oil just shooting just out of shooting the, horses out. Exactly. Right. Shooting horses yeah. out of the ordinary. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, so that was and, – and I have seen all that. I mean, and then there's shit that I'm like, you can't make it up. Like I was at this bar <laughs> on the east side and a horse walked in. Right. No, no, no. No, we <laughs> went to a – Listen, is that a we, sort of a joke? Like no, I was in a bar and a horse walked a horse, in? Right. That is a joke. Yeah. But <laughs> listen, we've been in bars where deer have walked in. Right. Horse and walked deer. into a bar. Yeah. Why, and then, why and the, long the bartender walked over and fed the deer, and the deer left. I'm like, is this like a routine thing? Yep. Happens all the time. That is Freaking all deer. All the time. Yeah. All the dang time. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, it is very crazy. It is very I, crazy. I myself, who have never been to Australia, I certainly probably you had have the greatest australian uh, voice here i, I do not uh, maybe besides but i've, I've, I've had like certain misconceptions and i'm sure we probably <laughs> all have like growing up as kids as far as like misconceptions about australia oh yeah kangaroos uh crocodiles and giant spiders right yeah no, I see where you're going with this kangaroos now. are everywhere right i mean as soon as you, you just walk out in your backyard and there's kangaroos and herds, there's herds, herds of them yeah. all of them all yeah. of them okay. You have uh, to shoot them out of the house. That's right, right. right. <laughs> no, I. You know what I feel like? I feel like uh, Australia is like Texas. That's what I actually feel like. In some ways, yeah. Like there's that meme, you know, like Australians are just British Texans. Changed my mind. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. I've not heard that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I have because nine million people sent it to me when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Which, but I think it's kind of cute. But um. Is there any yeah, argument? Is there any argument there? Like, there's a lot of enjoying beer and easygoing kind of vibes, and there, there's definitely some similarities. But I, I guess, I see the cultural differences too much, you know, because I'm in both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go probably a little too way too hard on some of this stuff because I do actually like, like the the Australia and stuff like that, and I, I do go. Like a little, I guess, more than some of the guys here. Like to actually, no, no, no. Actually, today I, I went and looked at like Sydney Today News just to see what was going on. Oh, what's going on in Sydney, Australia, right now? Uh, anything? What, what, what? A lot of it is Corona. A lot. Uh, yeah, they're locked down right yeah, now. Yeah, everybody Still? is locked down. Yeah. Yes. 
So they're not like like Texas. It's not like Texas in that fact. That's that's only happened a couple days ago. So Australia's going for zero cases. So every time there's a flare-up, they lock down. Like, can't leave your house unless it's for like an hour a day going to the grocery store kind of thing. Like, locked down. There was a, yeah. They also have largely successfully um, not had coronavirus. That's pretty good. What it's done to their economy, we'll have to wait and see. Right, (laughs) right. So I was I was trying to check out uh, the um, what was it the the Aussie hairspray barbecue heroes. I was trying to check out (laughs) the old show. And I'm still trying to find it. I'm still. Uh, I did log on to like Seven Plus Network, and I got. Oh I got so far into to where they're like, we needed a po- postal code, and I could not figure that out. I was like, shit, I don't know anybody in Australia. I, I don't know. So that's they, what we call zip codes. Correct zip code. A postal code is a zip code, and it's it's only four. It's only four numbers, not five. Well, I drew a blank because I was hitting every number. And it's just like wrong, wrong, wrong. That's so I was like, it's not, oh, okay. It's not a great TV show. Like it was fun to be involved in, but it's definitely one of those like that. That was the first competition barbecue show on in Australia, and so the network was trying to figure out. I was hosting it, one of the hosts, and the network was trying to figure out because they didn't really know what barbecue was. So they're trying. They're, they're just trying to work their way through it, and it was it was definitely an honorable mention. And the funny thing is, I'm friends with so many of those contestants to, till like to this day, which is kind of neat. Because um, usually, you know, that that's such a random thing. But one of them, two of them, who uh, Andrew and Pam, who got all the way to the finals, who had really only been cooking on an egg for like six months and that's all of the exposure that they'd had to barbecue and in the wake of that show they started a competition team called natural born grillers they won a ton of events like got obsessed with barbecue then andrew left his corporate job and opened up this barbecue joint called the q club or uh like a grilling store and he's like he is now the distributor for hardcore carnivore in australia like so had i never been on that show had I never, you know, like, it's all those random cool stories. Yeah. That is very cool. It's all connected. Hey, how many one. other podcasts could say the words 7 plus? News. <laughs> news. Uh, news. Uh, not news, but. Uh, I don't what, even know what you're talking about. I don't either. It's the. Well, it's the 7 Network. I, seven I don't network. know what you guys yeah. are even. 7 Network. Yeah. 7 Network, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mm. It's like Discovery versus Discovery Plus. So Plus is just their digital. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody's adding Plus to everything nowadays. You know know what that means, right? Plus more money. Yeah, exactly. More money. Don't pay. That's what it means. (laughs) You used to watch Discovery Channel. You get to see animals naked. You played for Disney Plus. You see animals naked again. I don't know what's going on. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Animals are... Alan's going national. Okay, hold on. Graphic. Let me let's, turn his mic off. Hang on. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> hey, Jess, hey, we, we definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to st- sit down and talk a little uh, barbecue with us and talk a little no non-barbecue. Worries. It's always fun talking to you guys. Uh, please, <laughs> please let the people know where they can get a hold of you and uh, let the people know where you're going to be at in uh, upcoming events. Um, you can get a hold of me at jesspriles.com, jesspriles on all the socials, hardcorecarnivore.com, 
And there is actually an events tab on my website that I'm starting to update. There's that we're, we're kind of easing back into all that. Um, but hopefully we'll be coming soon to a town near you or, or at least starting my uh, classes at Texas Beef Council again soon. Hopefully. Awesome. Yeah, if you want to see her in person, Swing yeah. by Academy. Very cool. Yeah, she's hanging yeah, out there exactly. all the time. Exactly. Just say hi. If I don't say anything back, don't get offended. Don't get right, offended. Right. Yeah, she's very busy. I love that. <laughs> Is there a statute of limitations on that? Hi. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Alden, you're the greatest. All right, All right Jess. Hey, we, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Y'all got it. Thank you so much. Love love being here. Right. Thanks. Bye, Jess. Bye. Bye, y'all. And Jess Pryles. I love Phenomenal that interview. She's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, crikey. Crikey. We we couldn't get two words out of John over here. I, I don't know what's going on, except for uh, I'm just kidding. But yay, <laughs> awesome. Go check out JessProwls.com. Go check out HardcoreCarnivore.com. The rubs, the seasonings. Go check out Academy. They're carrying the whole line. If if I can throw out one suggestion, the Hardcore Red. I mean, you will not go wrong with that. Throw it on some ribs. Throw it on some chicken. If you want to get down on the black. And I think she told uh, us maybe the, the black is the, ridiculously the previous good. episode that we had her on. The black and the red's pretty much similar. It is a little bit of a tweak. Obviously, one's got the the, the charcoal, um, the activated charcoal that that makes everything look black, black. But and it adds that nice little crust. Yep. Like that bark. So if you want to go that route, go that route. But we love the red. Yeah, true. We do, but that black is fire. Like as far. It's great. I love the episode, man. I love the episode. That shit was awesome. So Alden uh put you on the spot. The business. Well business guys, you better go to that goddamn website, grab the brisket.com. You can go buy our merch, shirts, you know, whatever you want, guys. Man, just go there, leave us comments, leave us good comments, bad comments. Uh, comments that are indifferent. We don't care. We will take them on, we will listen to them, we will ask the guests. And uh, you know what? Buy me a shirt while you're there. I'm a size small. Grabthebrisket.com. Correct. Anybody else have any uh, final comments? All right. Hey, it's been really great talking barbecue with you guys. Peace. Later, guys. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. We've We've been so great. Dying it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Or we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.